<laughs> you gonna be okay? <laughs> I found a pastrami right in that cat's face. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what a way to start the season. Invited to the Desert Island Society. excited for christmas oh dear god you know i think it's too early to be talking about christmas i don't think we get to i think we need to wait until after christmas to start talking about it you said it's christmas season in the last episode can we get a sound clip right here where you said not possible christmas starts when santa comes down in the macy's thanksgiving day parade did he do that i don't know i didn't see it. i saw it and he did i i that's hearsay i i can't confirm or deny that my mom has a t-vote she can send you a clip well until such time we're gonna have to not talk about the war on christmas i am waging (laughs) i am now recruiting people into my guerrilla units to fight christmas i we I feel like the Abolish Christmas Movement, we did a great job of the pushing... The hashtag's really taking off. We pushed it back farther than it's ever been. I feel like it's starting to lose some of its ground on Thanksgiving a little bit this year. we got to push harder. And part of that involves not giving up here. We have to push farther into the Christmas season. I, for one, will be celebrating Halloween long into February. Yes. Uh, and possibly thereafter. But... As part of the negotiations for the Halloween episodes, I was uh, strong-armed into these Christmas episodes. Yay! As you can hear, I was not able to modify our theme song <laughs> the way I was with the other, with the Halloween theming. I like our festive theme song. So there's a festive theme song that will play to alert you. This is a Christmas episode. To turn it off if such things rightly incense you. Please write to us. At Desert Island Society at gmail.com explaining your opposition to the Christmas holiday. <laughs> or tweet at us at Desert Island Social telling us to put a stop to this seasonal madness. Anyway, why don't you why don't you just take over gloating? What are we talking about this week? Today we're talking about our favorite Christmas songs. As most of the radio stations have now switched over to Christmas music. Well, the ones that are going to. Sometime around October 12th. (laughs) But this is the time where you want to listen to those couple of songs that are your faves because you haven't gotten sick of them yet. And I wanted to tell you guys what my favorites were. Some of them I have been sick of for years. (laughs) So I think we got to lay out some rules here. Um, Always with the rules. So the first thing, if we're going to talk about Christmas songs, the first rule I think has to be that they have to actually be Christmas songs. 
Much like the sort of what I'm going to call the Harry Potter rule. Where like Just just because there's Christmas in the movie does not make it a Christmas song. Okay. Like just because it's a winter song does not make it a Christmas song. Like what? Like Winter Wonderland is not a Christmas song. It's just about winter. Winter. Okay. And if we are allowing winter songs in general, like I get to use the entire Immortal discography. (laughs) Like like all of those songs are about being frozen and cold and (laughs) awesome. You know, in that by that token, Mister Freeze is a is a Christmas character, and I just don't think so. I love that idea. You've started a new genre that I don't think we knew we needed. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze in the live action version of The Year Without a Santa Claus. I mean, they, he could be Freeze. He can be um Snow Miser. They already sort of do that in the movie. He sings a Snow Miser song. Yeah, but I want the full version. Oh, I meant like the. The very Boris Karloff, like, we belong, dead, uh, <laughs> animated Mr. Freeze, but, like, in a Santa hat. But, I would like, love that, still evil. I'll take it. All I'll right. take it. So that's the first one. The second one is obviously the Carpenter rule has to apply again. Like, you only get one per performer. I don't care about who wrote it because most of these, like, we don't know who wrote Well, them. most, like, the same two people wrote almost all, all of them. I found out there are almost 500 covers of Last Christmas out there. Okay, so that's an interesting thing I want to touch on. Do you have five Christmas songs that you picked? Yes. Okay. So you were not listening when I outlined the rules earlier because I wanted- You never tell me the rules before this moment. We're going to introduce a new concept. We're shaking it up. I am elevating the Desert Island Society podcast. What is happening? We are- So I want you to pick your top three to talk about. Oh boy. And for your other two slots, you need to pick your two most hated Christmas songs. What? And we are going to banish them. Forever to the island of shame. I'm scared right now. I don't want to go to the island of shame. That sounds horrible. Island of shame. This is where we banish our our most hated enemies. Oh my gosh. So you need. I know it's ominous. It sounds scary because I don't want to go there. It is the worst place. I didn't know we had a new segment. The new segment, and it will be a persistent thing from now on. When something is so heinous, so awful, it will be eternally and forever banished to Island of Shame. Not even the research fairy can reach them. Oh my gosh, there. not even the research fairy. It cuts, they're cut off forever. Wow. This is like that island where those... The, the North Sentinel Island where they shoot missionaries if they show up. Oh, like. geez. Topical. Topical. <laughs> um, so, bear that in mind because I, I feel like I needed a way to make this something I could talk about. <laughs> yeah, because you have a lot of hate. And I also, like, had to cut a bunch of the novelty songs that you hate so much from my list, which left me with really only, like, three. So that's why we have two. So do you want to go first? Do you want to do your uh, your first positive one? Or do you want to start off by sending something to the island of shame? You're really, you're really wanting to get a lot of mileage out of this this new bit, huh? This, it's, part, it's like spoiler wall for the research fairy. <laughs> like, I am trying to build uh-huh. a, a mythology and like a, a series of segments and bits and things that make this show special. 
Like the theme Are you saying song, I don't do that? Like the button. That was like the first thing. That was the first part. But now we've got all this other stuff. It, it's like it, it builds like the wrong button and all sorts of stuff. I'm building the, the, their audio cues for our listeners. Okay. My first choice is Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. Are you familiar with that song? I don't think so. I think you played it for me once last year. Yeah, it's a really good song. I wish we could play them here. It does kind of take away. Go, we'll make a playlist like we did yeah. last time of our of our favorite. There'll be a and we Spotify playlist. And we won't include the least. We won't no, include they... the Island of Shames. Island of Shame. Because after something is said to the Island of Shame, it does not exist and cannot be mentioned again. Never to be seen again. Like, it's it, its record is stricken. Its name is erased from the Book of Life. Like... Its father will no longer know it. Like, that, it's gone forever. Well, so, Christmas Wrapping is by The Waitresses, and it's kind of like a pop song masquerading as a Christmas song, and it's basically a story about this girl, and that's part of the reason I like it. It's a story about her and about how she, like, doesn't have any Christmas spirit, and she's just like, I don't, I just, I just want to sit out Christmas this year. My life is crazy. I keep trying to connect with this guy and every holiday that we connect like something happens and we never are able to see each other and she finally runs into him on christmas eve i think and they like have a nice encounter and she like changes her mind and she's like you know there's something magical about christmas and like i'm down for it and i really like that like little it's a good story like it's a storytelling song and it's a fun like little turn of the thing and i think it kind of talks about the different levels a lot of different people have about Christmas, which is like, yo, I think I'll sit this out this year. I don't have time or energy for this. And then for a lot of people who feel that way, at one point there's like something that kind of touches your little cold heart and you're like, okay, maybe this Christmas, this this thing is going to get to me and I feel good about it. And I like that. I have not had one of those moments. <laughs> Every year I hate Christmas more than I thought I could before. That's so sad. Every year is the worst Christmas ever. I try so hard. That's actually not true. Many, all I, the top ten worst Christmases ever were from age, I would say, ten to twenty. <laughs> um, See, they got better since we met. They did. Uh, maybe like twelve to twenty-two. Like there was, it was just awful. Because I had the good fortune to be grounded on on like fifteen consecutive Christmases, like my Aww. brother's whole life. You were always grounded. Like, I don't know that my sister ever once saw me not grounded on Christmas until I drove myself to Christmas. Did you get coal? No, my mom once asked me what I would do if I got coal, and I said I would burn it. And I think she thought I was being like flippant, but I was like, "That's what you do with coal." <laughs> I was being, I wasn't being flippant. You're I was being, being resourceful, like. <laughs> Be like, well, I'd add it I'm, to the fireplace. I, mean, I guess we, I would do what you do with coal. I'm going to throw it at police officers. And that <laughs> might have also been You could have made Frosty. He had more than one piece of coal, though. <laughs> he could be a Cyclops. In, in the song, he has two eyes made of it. They don't think they talk about his mouth, which is also made of coal. You could make a Cyclops Frosty. Also, who are these bougie-ass people back in coal fire days who have enough Wasting coal? Wasting coal on. They could just go out and put them all over their fucking snowmen? Yeah. And I don't know. I, we did it with charcoal one year. I don't. I think I only ever used buttons for eyes. 
which brings some Coraline things that I don't want to talk about. See, we moved away before I really got into like Calvin and Hobbes and like the the screaming mutilated snowmen because now that's what I would do. <laughs> really I always feel like snowmen are a lot harder to make in real life too. At least in where where all the snows we had, there was like it wasn't the right consistency. Yeah, to see make that you need that. A little farther north. That, that good Nebraska yeah. snow is perfect for it. We used to make snowmen all the time. So, that's it for that one? The, yeah, I mean... The Waitresses? I like that song. And play it here. I've heard it once. We'll listen to it right so, now. Uh, I am going to say that my first... That my number one... Uh, not my number one. But the first Christmas song I want to talk about is probably the least traditional for me mm-hmm. is going to be Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. Santa's going to bring you a new a saxophone. saxophone. The boss. <laughs> because, you know, like lots of bands do ironic Christmas songs, but it's not with them. It doesn't feel ironic. It doesn't feel like that, you know, it's a very earnest take on that song. And mm-hmm. he, you know, belts it out. He's got such a robust voice. And that whole little bit where he's like, uh, you know, has everybody been good this year? Not many, not, not many. many. Like, it's just, you get a little bit of, like, his sense of humor, and it always puts me in, like, a really good mood when I hear it. And I know that you're not a huge fan of that one. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but it's also not my least favorite. But like, I like to listen to it once or twice. I just think that's one of those ones, like, um, the Mariah Carey song that just gets played, like, too many times. We will return to the Mariah Carey song <laughs> later in an additional segment. Um, so, I, I just, there's something about it. I've heard that he does it live, even like at like the summer festivals and stuff. Yeah, one of my friends went to what's the festival that's like in Nashville, Bonnaroo. Yeah, she went to Bonnaroo and he played, and they played it at like three o'clock in the morning in July on an outdoor stage, and, <laughs> and I, people ate it up. I feel like it's just one of those things where like that song's kind of hokey, but they do it straight, and it's fun and. I mean, it's the boss. You can't you can't beat Springsteen at being Springsteen. So I picked that one. I, I don't know. I don't have anything funny to say about it. I just <laughs> like that song. Uh, and I hate so much Christmas music. It was it was really difficult for me to pick one that wasn't a novelty song. Like I know I'm gonna toss a couple of honorable mentions here. Like I definitely wanted to put in "No Presents for Christmas" by King Diamond mm-hmm. because I love King Diamond and I love that song. But it's not strictly speaking a Christmas song. Like it, it is, but I didn't feel like it was fair to the the, yeah. the rules of the game. And then like I definitely I, like I wanted to put on. I sure hope I don't have to beat your ass this Christmas. No. By <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That whole Aqua Teen Christmas record, for the record, is amazing. If it's, you if you like Aqua Teen Hunger if, Force, and you want to laugh, like they're super super funny. Every piece of that. I remember we were at work at the at the store, at the cigarette store I used to run, and I had a standing policy of no Christmas music. Like, I, none. Zero. Because I came out of retail, and I went back to retail, where it's constant yeah. bludgeoning of Christmas music, which may account somewhat for my distaste for it. For sure. But I was like, I don't want to hear Christmas music in here. Don't, like, you can, and we had a rule where, like, you could play No Presents for Christmas by King Diamond. On Christmas Eve, but nothing else. And then somebody showed us that Aqua Teen album, and I'll never forget how angry you were. Because I bought it. Yes, and, and you I, played it all Christmas I Day that one day. I put it the year. entire way to St. Louis yeah. from our home, and it was amazing. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, 
If you're under the age of 18, maybe plug your ears for a second. But I also wanted to mention two phallic Christmas songs that I oh, love. Oh, jeez. Being, Do They Know It's My Dick by My Dick. <laughs> which, which is just, Do They Know It's Christmas with half of the words replaced with the two words, My Dick. I highly encourage you to go to mydick.bandcamp.com. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Everybody My Dick Tonight is another fantastic <laughs> song. It is basically one joke. And over and ad over nauseum, and, over. and it, it there are too many of them, but that one, and then the the do they know it's my dick is hysterical. Do they know it's my dick is the best one of all of them. So if you are gonna listen to one, in my opinion, that is the one to listen to. Yes, it's amazing. And then Christmas time for my penis by the Vandals off of Oi to the World, which is this amazing, awful punk album. I hate it. Uh, I don't think I've ever played that song for you. I just hate the idea but of it. It's amazing. The Vandals, of course, right? Anarchy Burger. Right. Um, which is how I found this song when I was like 15. And when I was 15, the idea that there was a punk Christmas song called Christmas Time for My Penis was like the greatest revelation of my life. Were you one of those kids who, who would be like, their parents would be like, oh, put on a Christmas song. And you'd be like, I have just the one. Can you imagine? <laughs> My mom, if I did that, like, she's not, <laughs> she wouldn't have thought that was funny at all. Your she's, face is just, like, blanched yeah, at the she's bottom. she's, like, not having it. I don't play it for you. You know, none of the women in my life have any sense of humor about Christmas songs, actually. Novelty Christmas songs must be a specifically male thing. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And then I oh, I guess I only have one other honorable mention, so I guess I'll just in here. I really love Feliz Navidad. I think it's a great song. It makes me happy. That's it's interesting because I was looking at Christmas song lists and what are people's favorites and everything, which I always do when I'm compiling my own list, kind of just seeing what other people think. And that one ended up Feliz Army Dot ends up on a lot of people's most hated Christmas. Music. I love that song, and I don't know why. I think just maybe because it's, it's so super repetitive. repetitive. Yeah. And so because there's only like 200 Christmas songs total that they play on the radio station, or like you know on Spotify or whatever, yeah. that like if you hear that one a couple of times all of a sudden you're like over it but i think that one's really fun i like it although like i swear to god there's only one verse to winter wonderland which i understand does not <laughs> technically qualify but like that song's like 14 minutes long if you go out anywhere it plays forever uh or like let it snow there's like it's just this this bland like it's like a mayonnaise sandwich if, as a song Ew. It just goes on forever. It's no flavor to it at all. So I'd much rather listen to Feliz Navidad, which is like a great. I like that it. it's like very friendly and very welcoming. And like to me, that's like the spirit of the holiday. I also think Feliz Navidad is a good like a little cultural difference, which is nice. Yeah. And also it feels like celebratory. And I feel like a lot of Christmas songs, because it's like a wintry, um, are sad or like feel cold yeah. in certain ways. And so that one's, like, a lot more cheery, which I appreciate. Because it is supposed to be, like, a fun party time, you know? Yeah. Uh, I will also say, I guess while I'm here, uh, Eight Crazy Nights by Adam Sandler. I don't think I've ever actually listened to that. It's or great. seen it. It used to play... They used to play it on the Christmas station in Lincoln all the time. Because... And, I again, it's, like, a cultural thing. Like, I never celebrated Hanukkah. But I liked hearing, you know, another take. I You know, yeah. I'm always into that. So... What is your next pick? So for my next one, I'm going with a classic. And 
That is Christmas Eve slash Sarajevo by Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which is also known as Carol of the Bells. I was like, that's a classic. It, yes. But then when you said it, that's that, their version is called Christmas Eve slash Sarajevo, but it is a, basically a Carol of the Bells. And the thing about this song is that I think it's a cla- it's a fun, that Carol of the Bells is just a good song, I think, and it's really interesting and it makes you feel good. And I like their version because it's a little exciting. I always get Mannheim Steamroller and Trans-Siberian Orchestra confused until I found out that Trans-Siberian Orchestra makes all of the good songs and Mannheim Steamroller makes all of the bad songs. My dad fucking loves Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> like, fucking loves them. Now, is it Trans-Siberian Orchestra or Mannheim Steamroller that is like the charlatan thief rogue band that is made up entirely of phonies, and it's like not any of the guys. When they tour, they tour like three different bands, and none of them have the original guys, and half of those people aren't playing their their instruments. That would be Mannheim Steamroller. We're calling you out, <laughs> Mannheim Steamroller. I know the secret. I've seen the writers. I've seen the contracts. I know that you are fake. <laughs> Why you gotta lie about Chris? I understand you've got like. 28 days to make your yearly salary because no they have you know from october 30th until january 10th but like haven't you thought about maybe doing something more constructive with your life <laughs> like being trans-siberian orchestra yeah who are also awful but less so <laughs> but the other thing i love about this song is the personal anecdote which is that when i used to when someone <laughs> i knew Used to illegally download music on Frostwire. <laughs> they. Frostwire! <laughs> That's a topical reference. Someone had labeled this song as Big by Metallica, which is a common misconception about this song, I found out. From people who don't listen to music. <laughs> yes! <laughs> There's a lot of people who have listened to bands that aren't Metallica. <laughs> Who think that this song is like a cover by Metallica? This which a, I just think is hysterical. This happens a lot with like any song that's in German. Really, they all think it's, it's like all Rammstein. Like every German band <laughs> ever is Rammstein. If they have like a deep voice, but it's in English, it's probably Rammstein. It's like oh my god, y'all! <laughs> I once saw a band that we used to play with back in the day, back in the Zoid days, when we were still playing in in the CC's Pizza. And we did a Christmas show because, of course, we did. And they covered the song. And, like, it was so different from everything else that they had done. Like, they were a fine band. And they were good guys. And I, I miss hanging out with them. But this was like watching a band that you're friends with suddenly be Metallica. Like, for yeah. one song, they were, like, a completely different. It sounded completely different from everything else they had ever done. And we were, like, completely surprised and floored by it. It was amazing. And so I have really good memories of this song as well. Although, again, it's not Metallica. Yeah, it's not Metallica. And there's a lot of different good versions of Carol of the Bells. Like, I think that's one of those ones. That's one of the very few where there's a lot of covers. And I think most of them are generally pretty good because it's not a lyrics-heavy song. It's well, just that's, like a, a, that's a sweet melody line. Yeah. So. Cool arra- different arrangements and that sort of thing. And I think because Trans-Siberian Orchestra has, like, the most popular sort of, like, more electronic rock type of thing that has taken off. And I like that version. But I think Carol of the Bells is just a sweet song, so yeah, it, I kind of recommend all of them. Well, and it's it's a little bit more up tempo. A lot of like like you said, there's so much Christmas music. It's like dirgy, and, <laughs> yeah, and like not. But it's what's weird is that like it manages to be like 
relentlessly cheerful and dirgy. So it's like not fun for people who like dirge music like me. Like I love sad music, but it's just not, it's not doing it for me. So I'm bringing in another classic, uh, a great hero of mine, Boris Karloff. And I don't actually know if he's saying it. I'm sure somebody else sang it now. And uh, let's go to the research fairy. Hey guys, it turns out it was actually Thurl Ravenscroft, excellent name, who sang that song in the original film, not Boris Karloff. But he wasn't credited in the credits, so how was I supposed to know that? Thanks, there Research Fairy. That's who sang the song. So, but the the Grinch, the You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. I love that song. I have so many great memories of it. Again, back in Lincoln, there was a channel, a radio station that switched over. They switched formats in the middle of summer. And so for the day that they were switching formats, they just played You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch over and over and <laughs> over again. Song? All day. Yeah. That's so weird. They didn't play the movie? No. They just played the song. That's crazy. Radio station. Oh, radio, they yeah. They don't typically play video. They should. Because then video killed the radio star. Yeah. Topical. <laughs> um, so I love that my sister used to call people nasty, wasty skunks. Because he calls the Grinch a nasty wasty skunk in that song. But she would say it as one word, nasty wasty. So <laughs> nasty wasty skunk. She used to call people nasty wasty skunks. And it, that is a mean Right? Insult. That's some hate fed shit from mm-hmm. a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. If a four-year-old called me a nasty wasty <laughs> skunk, I would be like, and you know, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. You know Eleanor. She meant it from mm-hmm. the bottom of her heart. Like She meant it as a hateful, evil thing to say to somebody. And it's one of the things I most love about her. So that one, that that whole movie, like, I understand they just put out another remake of that movie. Yeah, which I'm not going to see. Uh, I didn't much care for the one before that. I kind of like that one. But, because I, like, have this, like, connection with the original the cartoon. one. I mean, you uh, wouldn't identify with the Grinch at all, would you? I think the Grinch and I have very similar, very rational views of Christmas. Yeah. Which is that, like, mostly I want my neighbors to shut up so that I can sleep. <laughs> and every year... You want to live alone in a dark cave. Yes. <laughs> far away from town with a dog and not be bothered. And every year they wake his ass up singing and they never invite him to Christmas. And so he comes and steals it. See, I liked the live action one because I felt like it gave, it gave more context to the Grinch. And it made you kind of sympathize with him more, which I appreciated. I sympathized with him from the beginning. I didn't. He was mean. Yeah, he... I just think... He stole all their presents. Yeah, but he did it because they were loud. <laughs> is that a good reason to yes, steal all of someone's presents? It is, because he's like, they're going to get these... Did you... They have like a three decker bicycle tuba. <laughs> With like <laughs> symbols yeah, and stuff. <laughs> making all kinds of goddamn noise. And they have a big feast and they don't invite him to the feast. He lives in a fucking cave with no food. Because <laughs> he wanted to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Pro tip, y'all. Invite your invite people to your house to share in your feast. In your roast beast. So that they won't steal the last can of who has and lie to your children (laughs) (laughs) and send them to bed with a warm glass of milk and repel from the ceiling (laughs) i just love the way that song and he's robbing shit stealing shit and they say that his soul is an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable and i think that i have that same like me it me 
You know the three words that most describe him are stink, stink, stink stunk. You gotta do it right. I did it right. As follows, and I quote. Stink, he does say, stink. and I quote, yeah. <laughs> stunk. No, he drags him all over <laughs> that whole song. <laughs> it's just a song about like this guy's a jerk and I hate him. And like I've written many songs like that. Yeah. And I identify with both being the jerk that everybody hates. I was going through my Facebook this morning because uh, I couldn't sleep. And so I was like going back through my Facebook posts. Yeah. And I don't know why anybody's friends with me because like I pretty much just hate everything and talk shit all the time. So I probably should work on myself a little bit. One day your heart will grow a couple of sizes. But see, I think I have to steal Christmas because like that's how. <laughs> You've already tried so many times. Right. But I maybe I just got to get better at it. I got to. I haven't found our Christmas tree yet. Did I bought the it? damn Christmas tree. <laughs> I saved Christmas. You did Thank save you. Christmas. Even though I didn't want to. Because I love you. Aww. Why don't you say another s- goddamn Christmas well, song? Well, my last um, Christmas song before we're sent to... Island of Shame. Uh, is, in my opinion, an overlooked classic. Which is, It Feels Like Christmas, sang by the ghost of Christmas Present... In the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, can we just all agree right now that the Muppet Christmas Carol should be given... Like, Watch a, what you say right a now. A Lifetime Achievement Oscar. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, we should agree. And all other versions of A Christmas Carol are hereby banned. Yes. Agree, like, agree, 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 agree. Every now and then, as a culture, we do something absolutely perfect. Yes. The 2014 Stanley Cup playoffs, for example. <laughs> Last year's Super Bowl, where Tom Brady got killed on national television. Um, Star Wars. The the Avengers franchise. She passed away. The entire Mastodon catalog. These are things that like we don't need ever again. We, we don't need it. anymore. The Batman the Animated Series. Perfect. They have tried how many times to make another Batman animated series? A lot. And never has it been worth a shit because we already did it perfectly. Yeah. We know we don't need the book. Burn every copy. Like <laughs> sorry, Charles Dickens. Dicks out for Dickens. <laughs> uh, we don't need the book. The book is stupid. The story is not great. But that's Michael Caine is Scrooge. He's amazing. Every part of acting that movie. his ass off to mostly puppets. <laughs> But like, but again, going back to the boss and Springsteen, again, never once making it feel like he was playing down to you. Nope. Like it, he plays it straight. I feel very similarly about the Tim Curry in Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure yeah, Island. They're bo- it's very similar in that like, way. It's great. They sing the songs. They do the whole thing. Everything is fantastic. Miss Piggy as Bob Cratchit's wife, who I don't believe is a speaking role in the original. She's amazing. <laughs> and she can't keep her, her twin uh, daughter pigs apart. I'm Bettina. And like, I like that they just like dare you to question how a pig and a frog had <laughs> some pig kids and some, some frog, frog kids. And Rizzo and um, Gonzo as the narrator's um, the omniscient narrators is just amazing. <laughs> and then Statler and Waldorf as yes, like so good as Marley and Marley. Woo! <laughs> so, 
Uh, sub honorable mention to the only one that I will save from the fire, mm-hmm. which is the Mickey Christmas. Oh yeah, that one's good with which, Scrooge McDuck. Because Scrooge McDuck is yeah. is classic, um, and because they have Pete as the ghost of Christmas yet to come, and he's like scary as fuck. He's, really he's like, scary. I'm gonna eat you and burn <laughs> your soul, and like, I I need a little bit more heavy metal stuff. And the Muppets do kind of pull the punch a little bit on the grim specter of death. I don't know that end. that big giant like caped tall dude is pretty scary the thing that is weird that i'm glad the muppets did is that that guy the ghost of christmas yet to come or is it the present has like little tiny orphan children underneath its cape in like the real and i don't like that that's weird but uh, the reason i picked this song is basically because when he's because the ghost of christmas present is so he's so sweet and he he is jolly and festive, and he's just happy, and he just wants to be around the people he loves. And he sings about how wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. And I like that, because that's what Christmas is about to me. It's being with the people that you love, and just enjoying time together. And, like, Christmas is supposed to be about love and acceptance and being together and enjoying each other's company. And I like that. And, you know, Jesus. Yeah, you know. Also, uh, A Christmas Carol, and I know this is a tired ass observation but it is topical uh, <laughs> is all about how bougie capitalism destroys yep. holiday spirit and how maybe we ought to just fucking shut the stores down and on holidays and maybe it's not about the gifts maybe it's about the people and mm-hmm. maybe you ought to just maybe you ought to love donate. the people around you you know and donate a fucking turkey or a goose to the pay your workers a living wage so that their children don't die of treatable diseases you godless swine <laughs> you know and what's funny is like he was talking some shit about that in like what 18 a long whatever a long freaking time and ago. <laughs> here we are again nothing has been accomplished all over this country tiny tims are dying of treatable diseases while scrooges stack paper and yet we as a society venerate the people who are stacking the money and we denigrate the people who are suffering yep so, in conclusion, I said this to a millionaire once a few years ago, and I'm saying it again. If you have over a million dollars, I don't trust you, and you're a bad person. <laughs> so, you need to get your screwed right. Yeah. And KYS. <laughs> uh, so, what's your last one? My last, uh, my last Christmas song uh, before we head to the, the uh, imposing island of shame is the absolutely classic, and I guess it's technically a novelty song, but I don't care, is Blue Christmas by Elvis. I love that he's like, listen, I sing like this, (laughs) and I'm going to sing a Christmas song, but it's going to be groovy. I love your Elvis impression. It's so good. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) It's not topical, but I... I, (laughs) Not topical. Not possible. Um, I love that song. And I love that he's like, this is the kind of song that I do. And like, much like Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys, where it's like, this is a song I already had lyrics for. That I, <laughs> we just made it. We Christmas. just literally changed a few of the words to make it fit. And I don't know that Elvis wrote that song, but I love the way that it's it fits his performance is the best one in my yes. opinion of all of the blue christmases and that's the one that like i put on if i'm by myself like if i'm gonna listen to it by myself it's either that or do they know it's christmas time 
Yeah, which, which is a I great love. song. I don't. Neither of us put it on. It always makes me think of my mom because she, Bono has a solo part in the song. Yeah, it was on my honorable mention. Uh, any other honorable mentions you want to put out there? No, I did want to say I also love Blue Christmas, and I think it is the best cover because it it is a saddish song. But the way he sings it and the kind of arrangement of the music, it doesn't feel like you want to die, like have yourself a merry little Christmas, yeah, or something like that. It's like it's like it's like a goth song, incognito sad, it's like sunglasses sad, not yeah, like exactly. dead drunk in the parking lot. Because Connor Overs did a cover of Blue Christmas, <laughs> and it's like too sad. <laughs> I don't. It's too sad for me. Rilo Kylie also did a, a song about crying into her Christmas cake. Also too sad. No, thank you. Uh, but the only other honorable mention that I have, which is Christmas Time is Here by the Vivaldi Orchestra that they have for uh, the Peanuts. Oh, okay, sure. Christmas time is here. You know that one? Yeah, that song that was song. permanently ruined for me <laughs> <laughs> by my... Excellent and very awesome cousin Mikey, who in August would, would play wake that song. Us, would wake us up every day by playing the the at like six thirty yeah. in the morning by, as loud as a and Stevie like would go. fucking Metallica loud like <laughs> yeah. Christmas time was here. <laughs> and so like while I like that, I don't ever ever want to hear it again. I feel that I, it wasn't ruined for me, but I'm a much heavier sleeper than you. Also, I have to put this on the honorable mention because I like the song and I like the message is Happy Christmas War is Over by John yeah. Lennon, Yoko Ono, and all those people. John Lennon is a bad person. I'm sorry if you like the Beatles. He was a abusive bastard. That's pretty well documented. I'm not going to research very you. Like, you can <laughs> go look that up. He was not always a great guy. But I like that the message of that song is like, hey – why don't we just be excellent to each other and maybe stop blowing each other up? And when there's no war, we can just have Christmas and love each other and be happy. And like, that's sort of how I feel. Like, why don't yeah. we just not do any of this? But I, I'm trying to keep known serial abusers off my list. Uh, I'm sure we'll get angry tweets about Elvis or, or Bruce Springsteen. I would really be heartbroken to find that about the boss. but Yeah, I don't know about the boss. I mean, Elvis is pretty well documented as well. But Elvis also bought, like, little old ladies' Cadillacs and stuff. <laughs> and, I mean, the man died on a toilet as a natural joke, so. Yeah. Rip Elvis. I mean, I guess <laughs> John Lennon was shot. Yeah, rip, sad. rip John Lennon too. Oh, sad. Uh, so <laughs> this took a really that sad dark. Uh, sorry about who that. else is dead? Who wrote Christmas songs? I mean, Pretty much everyone. <laughs> but let's not talk about the people who are dead who've written Christmas songs. Let's talk about the people who should be dead for the Christmas. They're songs dead to they us. They wrote yes. Once they go to, to the island of who are you casting away forever into the ceaseless bleakness of the island of shame? So I didn't have time to prepare, but there was one that song immediately that immediately came to my mind that I will, I would give up so much money to never hear the song again for it to be struck in from the record of the earth. I hate this song more than I hate pretty much anything. And that is... The song Christmas Shoes by the band called 
New Song, I think is their name. Bummer. Now, if you've never heard this song, which <laughs> I wish I could be you, um, this is a song about a man probably in his late 40s, early 50s, who's Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Like because, a flick. <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> he doesn't have any of his so Christmas So first of presents. all, get your fucking life together, sir. And while he's there, he sees a child ahead of him, a small boy, who is who turns around and asks him for money. And the child wants to buy a pair of shoes for his mother. He is there at this this department store by himself on christmas eve. on christmas eve he wants to buy these shoes for his mother because she's going to die this night on christmas eve and he wants her to wear these shoes when she meets jesus this is a fucked up christmas song first of all before we establish like why is this kid by himself why doesn't he have, you know, I mean, the reason he doesn't have any money for shoes for his mother is because she's dying in America, which is extremely expensive to yes. do uh, in the crushing capitalist death cult in which we find <laughs> ourselves. But on top of that, I feel like if Jesus was going to meet you, he's probably more concerned with the capitalist death cult that he is with the shoes that you're like he was not a materialist dude he was like a help the poor kind of dude well see he wants her to look beautiful when mommy meets jesus tonight but first of all don't you like aren't you supposed to have met jesus before you die like isn't jesus supposed to be in your heart like you don't just like show up like hey, hey it's me jesus <laughs> I was in line forever to meet you. Like it's not like a Disney ride, and two, it's not like I don't think Jesus is cruising for dates. <laughs> I don't think he's like, I don't take that girl home, but her shoe game is, <laughs> is not good. To hell. Yep. And you go to hell with your bad kicks. <laughs> like the thing is, is like the song has so many offenses. One, just the lyrics. Like I've already told you, I've I've said I've told you the story, the meat of the story. And it's not written much better than how I relate it. It's actually probably written worse than that. And also on top of that, the actual music is so ham-fisted, trying to get you to cry. Just like, ooh, buy these shoes. It's so insulting. What if heaven is like what those... Like people who are like clean freak people who make you take your shoes off before you come inside anyway. <laughs> so she so can't even. He spends break. all his fucking money, <laughs> and then like she can't even wear the shoes. Like there's just like thousands and thousands and thousands of shoes piled up on right the, outside on the, the pearly porch gates. of heaven. <laughs> like also like I kind of always figured that heaven, like the afterlife, was like the Matrix, where like it's whatever you like visualize yourself yeah. wearing. So like. She needs to do some work on her visualizing skills. I also think, like, if Jesus this... Jesus is not asking for a receipt, kids. Steal the shoes. If this single mother is dying, like, does she not wondering where her child is? Doesn't she want to be spending her last moments on earth with her kid? Why is he by himself at a shoe no, store? No, because she's a materialist pig. She needs these <laughs> shoes. She's filled... Obviously, this kid is abused. He's been full, filled with this. He didn't come... No kid comes up with this by himself. She's like, I need these shoes so I can meet Jesus. And it's I need just to have... crazy. And the crazier thing is that they made a movie out of this song with Rob Lowe. Bummer. Although, I feel like um, I'm going to pivot off of that and take my first 
Please do. Flaming raft <laughs> to the island of shame. Which is the other living embodiment of the Hallmark Christmas movie as a song, which is Last Christmas. Which I did already say has almost 500 covers of it. Every person who covers that song is also going to the Island of Shame. Everybody, every one of them, dead. That's a lot. Of, that's like a lot of pop artists. Like he, almost all top 40 pop artists are gone. To quote my favorite Korean rapper, motherfucker fucker. <laughs> like, I don't care. They, I will make them this deal. They can either kill Morrissey <laughs> as a sacrifice to me and never speak of the song again, or they all go to the Island of Shame. Okay. I hate that song. The lyrics are so unbelievably stupid. Like, you don't give your heart to somebody on one day. It's like a, it's like an <laughs> iterative process. And secondly, they're like, oh, I gave you my heart. You you gave it away. Like, okay, heartbreak. You, yeah. You, you, you love one. That happens. Whatever. Then it's like, this year, so there'll be no more tears, I'm going to give it to somebody special. Let's analyze. Let's break that down. First of all, you're giving it to somebody special. That implies that last year you just gave your heart to the first person no, who walked by. See, I think he what he means, Ola, uh, who, who sings the song? George Michael? Yeah. Well, George Michael thinks that he thought the person last year was special, but this year he's going to really double check. Like right. What he but thought was special last like, year. George is- Michael already has shit for brains, as we've seen by the last guy. <laughs> also, it's been a year, George. Why don't you settle? calm down? Would you be a little more disciplined? Well, you know how Christmas makes people feel Because lonely. like it hasn't even been a year. Because it was the very next day. <laughs> so that means in 364 days, you have decided that this person is more special then, however long you we uh, we don't know how long he was in the relationship with the last person. Okay, as a musician, I want your opinion because I want to know why do you think this is one of the most covered Christmas songs? Is it because it's just easy? Yes. Because it's like in a really pretty easy vocal range yep. and it's like easy to cover. Or why is this song the one that's like that it's all, all top forty people are are clinging to? It's also androgynous because. A gay man sang it, so anybody can sing it because we've already established that a man can sing it. Mm-hmm. Because even though he's like very openly gay, like they decide that, well, a man sang it, he must be talking about a lady, you know, like <laughs> so they don't care. And because it's about a man, you know, they're, but it is, it's an androgynous song, they don't really ever specify. So it's easy to, to cover for either person, and it sticks in the relationship. Uh, box that most pop artists are comfortable with like you yeah. know you you run some religious risks with some of those other songs you're making associations with that much like uh, or unlike Santa Baby uh, <laughs> which my co-worker Kate pointed out was covered by that fucking coward Michael Bublé <laughs> her words <laughs> because who he, is no stranger to the Christmas album he changed the lyrics to Santa Buddy oh to not be like he doesn't want to be think people that he loves Santa or something. Right, and I was like, "That's you coward. You're Santa. a fucking coward, Michael Bublé. I'm calling you out. Santa buddy. You idiot. That's crazy. I don't like that song, though. I don't like that song either. And were we sending a larger raft to the Island of Shame, <laughs> I would have rounded it up, too. It was difficult for me <laughs> to have the meetings about who to send. Last Christmas, 
if I can only send one version, the Hillary Duff version needs to be it. <laughs> and that's the one that goes. Because that is the worst. Like, there, I don't, there may have been greater waste of magnetic tape, but I don't know what they would be. Oh, no. Poor Hillary I Duff. would rather replace that with, like, the Rebecca Black Friday song that everybody hated. Because yeah. at least there was more originality and, like, performance depth to that. Like... <laughs> That Ouch. is the worst song in the history of music. Wow. So what else? What else are you sending? Load up the boat. Um. So if I have to come up with one more, I. Wait a minute, you couldn't come up with one more. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't hate Last Christmas. There's a lot of Christmas songs that I dislike because of repetition, but for one listen, I'm fine with. Like I can hear Last Christmas. I can maybe hear five covers of it you know or like the original plus four others you've lost your mind i could listen to that five times and Outside not feel too bad your mind but there is one song that i really don't like which is um the chipmunk song what i oh <laughs> what it's so annoying it's great it's so high-pitched That's like the quintessential childhood Christmas song, though. No. Where it's like, please, Christmas, don't be late. You never felt like that? No, I don't like oh, the Oh, you got no heart. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to throw, like, a life preserver <laughs> to the chipmunks and reel them back. <laughs> do I need to come with another one? No, I mean, that's if that's how you feel, but, like... The point of sending Christmas songs to the Island of Shame was not to, like, rob joy and beauty from the world. <laughs> it was to Says punish... The it was to punish filth. <laughs> I that, would also nominate most Christmas songs done by, like, 90s pop artists, like Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet no, Boys. I, one more time, I'm building the wall <laughs> around the NSYNC Christmas album. Because, like, I'm with you. I agree in principle with what you're saying. But the Instant Christmas album is one of the most horrifying cultural artifacts in existence. <laughs> it's so horrifying. It doesn't get to go to the yeah, island Yeah, it's so of shame. awful. We need to keep it as, like, this. it's like the visual representation of the Island of Shame. <laughs> like, this is what it's like to be there. Yeah. This so this album plays constantly. It's, it's bad. The thing is, with all of those artists and their Christmas albums, Christmas albums in general... Yeah. They don't tend to be great. They tend to be pretty fucking lazy. Yeah. Like, there's one, like, whatever the, the single is. There, there's usually one or two original songs, and then Last Christmas, then Santa Baby. And now, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, mm -hmm. which I hate, but don't feel strongly enough about to send. So what's your other one? Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time <laughs> by Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would like to clip their wings. We see which beetle you like better. I don't know. I feel like Paul McCartney is probably a better human being. Also, side note, you have to go check out... There used to be this documentary on Netflix about how Paul McCartney died in like 1968. And they replaced him with a fake... And like how the Beatles albums are all full of these references to a fake dead Paul McCartney. That's insane. And it's supposedly narrated by George Harrison, but it is very obviously not... And it is the most amazingly ridiculous conspiracy theory. Because unlike so many conspiracy theory videos, like, 
who benefit qui bono <laughs> who who stands to gain from a fake paul mccartney <laughs> to quote yorgi from triple x imagine not knowing who did it or why <laughs> <laughs> but that song is awful yeah that one's another one that's super repetitive that has like i think a total of 16 words in the whole song and i just i don't I, I could probably listen to that song once. I could listen to it never again. As I kick it, screaming into the frozen waters that surround the island of shame. So, I don't ever want to hear it again. I don't ever want to hear it mentioned again. Wings is terrible. The police are coming to permanently kill. That's on our end, not you. Yeah, that's us. Best Christmas song. You got one. If I have to pick one, like I couldn't listen to the other ones ever again, or just which was my yeah, favorite. You gotta pick one. I would pick the Muppets. Um, it feels like Christmas because that's my favorite Christmas movie of all time, and I think it's the most representative of what Christmas means to me. And it makes me happy when I listen to um, the Muppets sing it. I will pick Blue Christmas. Yeah. Elvis, because it is the in my family everybody has one. Mm-hmm. one christmas song and that's mine and so like it, since i was a, a young man it was like the one that oh this is this is andrew's that's favorite song although they would never say that because they don't call me by my right name <laughs> so i am somewhat altering history for that what are we going to talk about next week next week we are going to talk about the best christmas movies so do we have to say, do we have to pull a Carpenter rule right now that you cannot put Muppet Christmas Carol on there because we already talked about it? But why? <laughs> it's my favorite. Fine, I'll just talk about it in the honorable mention. Like, we will set, we need to come up with another, like, like the Island of Joy or something. <laughs> like, Permanent members. We're like, you get to stay forever. <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh... We'll mention it up top that that's a great one. Like, because it's a great movie and we both agree on that. Yes. So, anyway, continue good friends near and far to love one another and resist Christmas as, as best you can. And if you have any Christmas topics you'd like us to talk about, let us know. And if you are in the Southern California area or plan on being here, we'd love to have you on the show. Do just get in touch with us. We'd love to have you come talk yeah. about Christmas movies or presents that you loved or vampires or whatever oh we did have a user comment that i wanted to put in yes uh so nintendo expert noah uh who is my trusted authority on all things nintendo uh whose judgment i trust implicitly wrote us today to 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 correct zasha who was on as our guest (laughs) who uh on our video game or on our sequels sequels uh he said he wanted a Luigi's Mansion, but that he'd been sort of scooped that they had already announced a Luigi's Mansion. And Noah wisely and correctly pointed out that there already was a sequel to Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for 3DS. Great so, job, Noah. Uh, Noah out here doing it. Zasha. Uh, <laughs> be careful that you don't make a habit of it. I would hate to have to send you to the Island of See you next week. Fight me!